0: Love Talk
1: Radio. Welcome to Barbizon, the Chavez. As we. Welcome to Barbizon, the NFC.
0: From their mother, barbers think they sweet in these CO streets. Come on suckers, man your razor game's weak. I shouldn't see blood trickling down his cheek. 3719 South High Street, come get your head right. These barbers are trying to eat. You just ask the top when you call the shot. We get all the kids fresh, even mom and pop. How much they charge for that cut, a quarter, man, your barber better off if of Nikki D's taking orders, old school, new school, need a cut, yo, no burn, baby, burn, we got that cool touch, bro, let me tighten up that hawk and shape up the throw, one of the coldest in the hole, in case you didn't know, here we go, tons silver your artists in the place, messing with them butchers, it ain't safe, they make your skin taste, rashes on the matches, bumps from dirty razors, man, them clients hate ya, Cool, Rizzy Blazehead, snuff said. Barbers mad cause they fake game dead. I got one in the chair, but you next in high, man. I cut the whole city, I'm out here on my grind. And I'm one of O State's finest. You rewind this, BZ's behind I'm this. B-Z, BZ, Get Cut, get cut. South side, Get right, get right. C-O-B-O. Welcome, welcome,
2: welcome to End the Barber's Zone with your Man Chavez moment right here. The Barber Zone Barber Studio, 3719 South High Street. Like you heard my Man Cool Ray say, y'all. I mean, I'm sorry, I'll be getting caught up when I hear that sometimes. But y'all, welcome to another show. It's Monday. We're starting the the week off right in the barber game. You're in the barber zone, which is right here, 3719 South High Street. We're on the south side of Columbus, Ohio, right here, 491, I'm sorry, 614-491-7467. And if you look at the phone, that spells shop, so 491 shop. But we're right here on Blog Talk Radio, so check us out at blogtalkradio.com. Also, make sure you check out the official Barber Zone website, which is BarberZone.org. You know, we're on Facebook. Hit us on Twitter, LinkedIn, you know, all the social networks. Just Google us right here at the Barber Zone. But we appreciate you taking your time out to join us right here on Blog Talk Radio. Y'all, we got a show. Um I said we was going to do something about, you know, duties of, of a shop owner last week. But then, you know, a couple of people hit me up about, you know, I was talking about non-barbers. We had some incidents going on here in uh, in Columbus, and, you know, that just sparked it up. We're going to do both. So we're going to get hopefully get some shop owners on here. We can talk about, you know, some duties and responsibilities of operating a successful shop. Y'all you know, hear what we talk about, a successful shop. So what are the duties that are necessary a uh, shop on? Then we're going to mix it up. We're going to jump into our non-barbers. Do they make good shop owners? So, yeah. You know, but before we get to that, you know, the number is 347 3, 3, Press 1 if you want to say something. Again, three four seven six three seven three eight five zero, or if you're on your laptop or whatever, be right at barberszone dot org. Just simply click the block Talk Radio Barberszone Radio tab, and you know you can listen into the show. But y'all, before we get, you know, before we go too far, we gonna uh, we gotta take some time out, man. You got you got you gotta take some time out every day. And just, you know, say thank you. You know, be appreciative of, of you know, what you've been blessed with. So just take the time and say, Father, thank you for another day. Thank you for another opportunity. You didn't have to bless me, but you did. And since you did, I'm going to do the best that I can to represent who you are. I'm going to use my blessing to bless somebody else. I'm going to use my talents to bless somebody else. And with me doing that, Oh, I'm sorry You know I'm going through a lot So you know What I'm going through Let me know you that comforter And let my vision Let it come true But if it's not in your will Show me what you want me to do But as I go on I just say thank you Thank you for everything Most of all thank you for this show if well, I'm able to touch other people's lives, then we can use this as a vehicle in the barber game to touch other barbers in a way that we could. So as we use this tool and we use all the other tools that you give us, we say thank you. And we use them in a humble, appreciative way. So as we go on, we just take the time to say thank you, Father. That's the only way we can repay. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, y'all. Um, I appreciate y'all love, man. I see, I, I see the, the switchboard blowing up, man. Y'all know it's uh for the other shop owners out here, man. It gets rough out here in the shops. It gets hard. Y'all see us put that. Y'all see us put that that smile on our face when the clients walk in the door. But y'all just don't know. Sometimes after these doors are closed, we down on our knees. And we got a puddle of water from where we crying, and that's just real talk. As we talking about duties to shop owners, yo, this thing gets hard. I mean, real hard. And we know, and anybody that's been at this game for a long time, you know, we walking on faith that when we put that key in the door every day, that our clients are gonna come in and support. Us what God has blessed us with. Sometimes they do more than other days. So, we just keep it moving. Because that's what type of people we are. We strong. We faithful. Walk by faith, not by sight. Be a visionary. And that's what we go through. So, We're going to talk about some duties of the shop owners and all that here on the show, but, y'all, this is real. So for all the other individuals that try to be shop owners and try to do what we do, but don't take the time, don't put that blood, sweat, and tears that we put into this, don't try to do it, man. You make us look bad. We already don't get the respect and the honor that we do. But then we have individuals that come out here and don't do the right thing. Hey, it makes us rough on us for y'all. But, you know, that's what we're here for, man. we right here. That's why we come to the barber zone, man. If you don't know, this is our barber therapy. We get to talk about what we Go through in our shops with people that can understand what we're talking about. Because being in this industry, man, we we go through things way different than other individuals. We carry a lot on our shoulders. So we're going to go into it. But y'all, y'all right here on Block Talk Radio. You're in the barber zone with your man, Chavez. Moment, 347 637 3850. Press one if you got something to say. I see we got a few individuals on the line. See, so we got callers from the seven oh four five three zero seven five seven. What? 443. We got the six one four right here in Columbus checking in. But we're gonna go on to the line. Hey, y'all, yo, when you step in the barber zone, let us know who you are, how they can get a hold to you. This your time. So and then just tap into. First, we gonna go into we gonna go into some duties of the shop owners. You know, everybody always say, man, you own the shop, man, you got water, You don't gotta do nothing. You don't gotta come in. Your barbers pay
3: you. You know, you look good, man. Nah,
2: <laughs> I gotta pay the light bill, the phone bill, the cable bill, the the newspaper bill, everything, anything that goes on. And the shop is in my name. Anything that happens falls on my shoulders, ultimately. So it's not as easy as you think. But we're we'll going keep it moving, man. We're we'll going to see what y'all got to say. I ain't going to talk all evening. But, you know, we on here for an hour from 10 to 11. But, you know, if we go going overtime, that's just what we do. So but we got to call it from the 704. Who we got checking in the barbers on this evening from the 704?
4: Bears. What's that? Vez, come on, man. You know I got to get with you, bro.
2: What's going on, Big Will?
4: Just, just chilling, man. Just chilling and supporting my brother any way I can.
2: Welcome to the show, good brother. Welcome to the
4: show. I'm check you out, man. I'm going to see what you're talking about. And I'm going to spread the word. I'm going to spread the word in Carolinas, man. I know a lot of barbers, and I go to a lot of shops. And uh, I like my hair cut. So I'm going to drop some okay. knowledge on y'all from a non-owner perspective.
2: Okay, what you got to say? Take a couple seconds, then we're going to keep it moving. Take a couple seconds.
4: Just uh, make your shops, man. Make your shops warm and, and customer friendly. You know, I like to slide through. And uh, my barber has, a, you know, the Xbox. I'm a PS3 cat myself. But, I you know, I slide through and I bust heads up in there. You know, like mm-hmm. back in the day. But uh, yeah, it, it, yeah it's, I love my barbershop, man, and and that's how it's supposed to be. I'm trying to get my barbers on the line for you tonight too.
2: Hey, hey, just send them that text that I sent you. Now, 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 what? Now, get your barber shout out. who's your barber and what shop you go to?
4: Mo's Barbershop, Fayetteville, North Carolina, and uh, Boss and Boogie.
2: Okay, well, 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 big up to them for uh, for doing the right thing and, and treating you right, because I know you all big dude, but, Yeah, but, you know but, that. Hey, <laughs> hold on, man, and we're going to keep it moving. Hey, man, hey, y'all, this, but before we get off the line, man, this this right here, this brother, man, this my man, Will Chandler, man, he's down there in North Carolina, and I was cutting this dude in college before I even had a license. I mean, so will been, Will been like, he's like an original, would not be, you know, besides being my brother, he, he's an original client, you know, practicing the boxes and the high tops and all of that that, that the kids is getting now. Big Willie was getting them back in 90, 89. So, you know, just, 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 just for looking out, man, supporting your boy, Big Will. I appreciate that, man. But, yo, yeah, we're going to keep it moving. And get it into the barber game. Y'all heard from a client, man. He said, keep y'all shots nice. Hey, that's coming from a client. So we're going to keep it moving in the barber zone, man. We got a caller from the 530. From the 530. Who we got in the barber zone with us? From the 530. Hello? You're not getting quiet on me, are you? All right, we we're gonna come back to you from the five three zero. Let's see, let's see from the four four three. we got in the barbers on this evening?
3: Yeah, it was Angelo from Athletics in Glen Burnie.
2: What's going on, Angelo?
3: I'm good. I'm good.
2: Hey man, do uh, me a favor, man. Talking to this topic right here this evening, man. Some
3: duties,
2: yeah. some responsibilities of a
3: shop owner. All right, well, I've been a shop owner since March 7th, 1994. I had something happen this week that I kind of need help with a little bit.
0: To make a long
3: story short, I hired a female barber that was out of school for about a month, and she came in, she did a few cuts. She's very hungry. I don't really know how I could have helped her, but she came to me one day and she said that um, if I have ten people waiting, can I throw her one? And I explained to her that it took me a long time to build my clientele. There's not going to throw you any customers, but I did help to show her how she could get some. To make a okay. long story short, she quit last Friday during the middle of the day. She said she had to get hers right now, and she can't work here anymore. And I said okay, but I kept thinking to myself, could I have said something else to make her stay, or just, or just wasn't for her to go because she wasn't going to get it? Well, to, to to start
2: off, she didn't understand how the barber shop goes. Right. She didn't she didn't understand how the barbershop shop goes now. This seat. Now, Now this is what non-shop owners and brand-new barbers that are listening to this show. When you go into a shop, you've got to ask questions. What are your walk-ins like?
3: Right. You know,
2: and if you don't have a lot of walk-ins, that means there's not a lot of room for you to grow immediately as a brand-new barber.
3: Right.
2: So, but, yeah, you did right to, you know, explain So to it. it took you a long time to get that
1: and
2: yes. she can't yes. expect you to give, to give you her customers.
3: And I mean, that's she not went that to that every that barber in an and asked them the same thing. She, she went to all of us, unbeknownst to me, and were asking them, like, to do that. And every, from time to time when I was busy, if somebody said, look, I got to go, I would send them to her. But then she wouldn't realize that the next time they come in, they're coming back to where I am. They're not going to just sit where you are out of convenience, you know what I'm saying?
2: Okay, so she was so she was expecting you to throw a a, a a client for real, not just cut an individual that might be waiting to speed the shop up. So she exactly. was expecting for that individual when it came back into the shop to now be her client.
3: I, I think that's what she thought because a couple of times, like one boy that I've done, I've been cutting a while, his father brought him some money in and gave it to me and said, look, cut his hair, he'll be in a while. He was in a rush. He said, can I get the money? I'm going to let her do me because she convinced him to get in the chair. But I didn't say nothing. But when he came back in, he walked up to me. But she was approaching it, and he walked past her to come to me. But I don't know if that that, that made her mad. I don't know what it did. And as a shop owner, like, I feel like I'm not doing enough sometimes to help these people. So that's why I brought this out. Just in case you yeah. might give me a clue.
2: Okay. Well, you, hey, man, that, that's a great one. So do you know where she – did she have anything
3: crazy to say, or was
2: she just
3: oh, – well, well, when, she 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 like, like, when I said her, okay, I went back inside, and I started on my next customer because it was Friday. It was in the middle of the day, and I was busy. Now, one of the girls that braids in my shop noticed that she was leaving. Everybody else noticed that she was leaving, but nobody said anything. But the girl went outside to check on her. She said, are you okay? She said, oh, I'm fine. There's nothing for me up in there. And then the girlfriend said, oh, she good, we good. And then they almost ran her feet over, pulling out the parking lot. And you said she's only been there for a week? She's been there for a month. Oh, for a month, okay. But me. here's the, but, but here's the, okay. She's
2: been there for a month. So here's the thing, new barbers, you have to promote and advertise yourself. I right. see the other callers on the, I see the other callers on the line. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get you into this conversation and help me answer this. But new barbers, when you come into a shop, you have to promote yourself. You have to promote yourself harder than anybody that's in the shop already. 'Cause they've been in there with time to establish themselves. You have to promote, promote, use all the tools available, use all your technology available to get clients. You can't do I gave stick her a generic
3: cards for the shop card, too. I gave her a generic card on both sides that just had information for the shop, nobody's name on it. Uh it had my pictures on it, but it had you know, generic this is the address, this is the phone number. This is who you call, to speak to me. Every new person that came in there, I even clued her hand on, never seen this person before. Get that person. Yeah.
2: Okay, so 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 she was cutting. She was cutting individuals, but here, here's a question. When um, when it came back, I mean,
3: did she have any repeat customers? Or when people came back, they didn't come to her? Or, yes, you know, she did. And actually... Uh, I have a client who brings her special needs son there who I referred to him because none of the guys can really take this little boy. So she had a, a, a different touch than we did. So for, like, the last month she's been cutting him. But when his mom came to me to get the haircut, she noticed she was, she was gone. She was a little ticked. A dude came in for her today. He's been in our shop before and got his hair cut before by about three of us. He saw she
2: wasn't there, and then he left. You yes, said, that. say that last part again.
3: He saw that she wasn't there. He asked where she was. One of the barbers said, oh, she quit. He used the bathroom, and he walked back out the front of the door like none of us have ever cut his hair before. And she's a damn good barber. I mean, she cuts very well. That was the well. next
2: question. That was the next question. Oh, he cuts very
3: well, very
2: well. So she was just she was just too impatient.
3: She told me her her exact words was, I need to get mine right now. I got to get it. I can't work here no more. And I said, okay.
2: So that means, yeah, she was just too impatient. Uh, New yeah, Barber, I,
5: I'm
3: going
2: to keep referring to it. I'm going to keep doing this all night. But New Barber, patience is a virtue. Yeah, we did not become shop owners and get where we're at in a month. It takes it takes time to build a clientele. So y'all got to remember that. So hold on, Angelo, we gonna bring some more some more individuals on. We got. Got a call us from the seven five seven. You're right here in the barber zone with your man Rivera's moment right here on Blog Talk Radio three four seven six three seven three eight five zero from the seven five seven. I got a couple of them. So with, with the five six oh number seven five seven five six oh.
6: Hello, I'm right here. How, how you doing, good brother? My name is Aisha Pitch. How you doing?
2: I'm good. I'm good.
6: And welcome I'm listening to your show. To this show. Thank you so much. I pay so much homage. Um, I have been a shop owner for at least 16 years of my life. Um, coming from Jersey. I'm in Virginia right now. Okay. And due to uh, health circumstances, I don't have a shop right now. I'm to give a shout-out to A&D uh who knew me when I was in New York and in Brooklyn. Um, one thing I want to say, I love where you're going with this, but the thing I know about being in this thing called barbering, I hear the, the word used, game, but it's actually, this is not only a business, but it's a lifestyle.
5: Mm-hmm.
6: That's number one. And when I came up, I used to work at a place called Knaps in Brooklyn. I paid homage to Bill Lester, who was one of the best that ever did it as far as, as, as teaching people the proper protocol of cutting hair. You know, there's a system to that. And even when you're learning how to barber, I came up as an apprentice. This is way back in the day. And um, okay. I think that shop owners should take it back to the apprentice. Not only the apprentice system, but, you know, now uh, the barbering thing has become, it's become more glamorized because you just got skilled. But let me tell you something. Ta- work ethic beats talent every time. You know, you say have that to have again. that work wait ethic down wait, wait.
2: Wait, wait a minute.
6: Wait a minute.
2: Say that again. <laughs> say, so that, and, say that slow. Say that slow. That last <laughs> one you didn't say.
6: Okay. Work ethic beats talent every time. I don't care what your walk of life is or what you do. Work ethic beats talent every time. There's a lot of talented barbers out here, but what did you do to come up in the ranks? And this is how you pay homage. So for shop owners, what you need to do is have a system. When I came up, I came up as an apprentice barber, and they had a they had a system. You were uh, like when you go to high school. When you come into high school, first you are a uh, when you come in you are freshman. You know, mm-hmm. your junior, your sophomore, then your senior years, then you become a master barber. Now, see, the thing that's lost with the things that's lost with the owners is that when people come new to your shop, they may not have clientele, but if they went through the proper protocol licenses and they want to learn, when you glamorize it, you have to put it on the level of, okay, well, now you're in my shop, and this is for the shop owners to know. You have to, when clientele comes into the shop, Okay, well, this is our new barber here, and it needs to go back to a system. Okay, she's new on the block or he's new on the block or whatever it is, so this is my freshman barber. There's some people that might can't get to you because you're so busy, but you have confidence and know that this barber has the work ethic that's going to get them there. But once you set up a system for all your barbers and put them on a level that they are with experience, the new ones that come in, you'll keep them in your shop. That keeps people from walking out. Because, you know, you're going to oversee what goes on in your house,
3: in uh-huh. your shop. And oh, yeah. you break it
6: down to a system like that because everybody feels like they're part of a, part of a team. Everybody just not on the block trying to get a cut. And um, I just listened to the conversation you had with the good brother earlier, and she said she had to get hers right now because she didn't walk into a shop that was set up to say, listen, I'm go- I am I can't give you none of my clients, but guess what? I have a system that will allow you to get the walk-in, and then you can show your skill and develop your Because its I mean, yeah. you can use the media and everything else, but once it comes from in-house and you see that support, it's a wonderful system. Um, I started yeah. cutting when I was 19 years old, and I used to lead a barbershop client because I had to work under certain people. I had to, I was the freshman barber. The junior barber was showing me stuff, and I was at a certain percentage or whatever I had to do back in the days. but I learned a lot. And I learned the work ethic. Took me to become a master barber. You know, okay. to take my time, hold my. Dad. And like you said, this thing don't come overnight. You know, because people have sensationalized. Now barbers are now, you know, we the, they just the fly things on the block, doing all this big thing, but they took the work ethic out of the game, out of the business. They,
2: they, 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 they turn it into a hustle instead of a, instead of a. They, 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 they treat it like go. a hustle instead of a trade.
6: There you go, instead of a trade and we were very we met so much of communities and um especially like back in the days like, you know, there were black barbers that could cut white people hair that couldn't even break bread with them out in a social setting but they trusted it enough to put a razor on their face. You know exactly. when you could when you could realize that barbers used to have you could vote in the barber shop. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Barbers were like doctors. You have to treat this like you're a doctor or a lawyer because we are doctors and lawyers and, and care practitioners of our trade. We <laughs> yes, are, we, we are. are. We are we are ton, uh, artists. We're artists the at our We're artists
2: artist. Yes, yeah,
6: there you go. <laughs> we take care of the kids, the grandmothers, we're psychologists, we're everything. And, and, that, and take that's, that, and that's shop, what we
2: do. We, and we're the cornerstone of the
6: neighborhood. That's we're right. the cornerstone of the whole neighborhood. Right. And it's a wonderful thing and when you know people take it and say you know what I know how to do the flyest designs and I know how to cut hair and I know how to do a load to go but do you understand here do you know what it takes to be a barber that that mm-hmm. that right there is a dedication and not only is it a dedication it's an honor to be able to have that kind of gift to be able to serve people and make them feel you know what they want before they before they even uh, know yeah, what wait, they want. wait wait wait, wait.
2: What, what, what you you said to do what
6: people to do what do people to be able to, to, to take people, people and be a psychologist to be able, people to be able to
2: serve people.
6: That's right. That's what
2: That's it right. is, barbers. Y'all gotta understand. And I heard somebody say this. Man, you, you you your own boss, man. You ain't got no boss. Yeah, I do. Yeah, we do. That's right. Everybody that sits in our chair is our boss. They are our, our boss. Paycheck.
6: We're not the boss of them because the minute you get too big headed <laughs> and say that I'm one. Um, i cut your head, and I'm not going to show up on time. Well, i do what I want to do. When that person takes their money from you, you'll feel exactly what the boss is. Exactly.
3: And that's real.
2: Exactly. Hey, sister, uh, hey, I appreciate that. Hold on. We're we going to bring some more people on the line. But, y'all, if y'all hear what you said, one duty is to educate and lead your heart. Right.
6: Lead them. Have, have, a, have a structure where when somebody comes through the door, they might have all the talent, but now because they're coming into your establishment and you work a certain way, so you got all, all got to be on the same team, make sure you teach them. If they don't know it, because some people come through the door, they hot dog, I'm the nice barber, whatever, teach them the work ethic because you have earned the stripes mm-hmm. the way you got to to become a shop owner, so you had to put, put in a, the kind of work ethic. So now you take it and you humble yourself, you teach them the work ethic so that not only they're... Uh, part of the team, but they understand what it means to be a barber and be be one for real.
2: Lead by example. Lead by example. Hold on, guess sister. We gonna bring somebody else on, on on the line. We got another caller right from your area, from the seven five seven. Yo, y'all okay. in the barbershop with your man, with your man, Shavette's moment right here on Block Talk Radio. Numbers three four seven six three seven three eight five zero. We got somebody calling from your area again, from the seven five seven, with a seven. 3-7 number, They're in the Barber Zone, who we got on the line with us this evening. There we go. Welcome to the Barber Zone, who we got on the line with us. Hello? Hello? Yes, you live and direct, good brother. Oh, okay. Yo, this is Al Mays, one of the iconic barbers, representing okay. Al Mays Barber and A&B. How y'all doing this evening? Uh, beautiful, beautiful Welcome to the show, good brother Thank you, thank you, brother Um, I just want to comment on, on what the lady was saying Um, Ms. Aisha Pitts I happen to know her personally um, I yeah, probably y'all, know her for y'all about look 20 with y'all years Y'all right there in the same area <laughs> Yeah, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt We both from Brooklyn too But um, as far as uh, Having barbers in your shop Like, like the lady um, That the gentleman was talking about Um I mean, I agree with everything she was saying. You need to kind of have some type of system where um, you know the barbers can come in, and you have an apprentice, and then you have master barbers. You know, and I think that might work better, you know, in that type of situation. Oh yeah, hey, cause one thing what I do is, is with my new barbers, I make a, uh, I make them like a master flyer, and then it's up to them right, right, to get right. them from there. And then I mean, cause also There's so, much, it's so much out there. You got social media. You got so much yeah. out there to get these but problems also, out there. I, I, I also make them a finance sheet where they get them right. new clients, they can get right, the information right, right. and keep that client. So when you come to right. me in, in a couple months and say, man I, I, man, I ain't making no money. I ain't got no client. Why is that flyer that I gave, gave you still sitting there, oh, sitting there on your station and you haven't made any copies of it? Or how many people you got on your client contact list that you've got that you got
6: back
3: in contact with. Right, right. Right, right.
6: So, yeah, you got got to. Those are all the things that you interject into your business that actually help a person because sometimes people just don't know. They just don't get it. The only thing they they want one-track mind, I know how to cut and that's it, you know. Mm -hmm. And nobody's ever going to just fall into a situation. I mean, you just got to be super, you know, super in the right spot at the right time where there's a million clients coming through the door where you just get it like that. But in the case of you got a person that has a whole bunch of talent and they they, they lacking that work ethic, um, just like you said, you have a list that they sign in with, you know, when you when you when you when you categorize your barbers and say, Okay, well you know, because when you're in there, a person might come through the door and say, I'm a nice barber, but they don't understand how this other barber put his time and his work in. So that's when you keep yeah. that class system so they know how to come up in the ranks. Not only does that make them appreciate who you are as an owner, but it makes them appreciate the business, and it's not—it's not easy. It's a hard knock. But once you get that hard knock, and you see people coming back, and it also takes that—that that glamorizing. Oh, I'm—you know—I'm that deal. It takes that out of the equation. You have to be humble when you come through my shop. You have to be on humble. Oh, yeah. You have to be humble when you come through because people are going to come through, but it's through your work ethic that you are going to see who you are, and then they'll start to come back. You know what I mean? Because right. everybody's oh, yeah. going to walk. Oh, yeah. With
3: a two hundred client book, and, and at the end of what?
6: the
2: day, when I first started okay. off, I, I was you know I was going in the shop. You know, I was still in barbershop when I first started off. I would go in the shop afterwards and hang out with, the, with with my man and them, you know, and jump in where I could. And this guy was cutting an individual. You know, he had a client he was cutting, and the, the clients would come in, and you know, they wouldn't like the haircut. But I asked him one day, like, if you don't like the haircut, why do you let this dude keep cutting your hair? He said, because right. of the way you make me feel. He makes me feel like I'm his only client. And
6: right, you know, right, right. He makes right, me right. feel special. I'm going to tell and you something, like, my dad. Wow. My dad told me a long time ago. He said, you have to have the ability to sell a glass of sand to a man in the desert and make him believe he drinking water.
3: So <laughs>
6: yeah, that that goes kind of like too far with what we talk about. Like for real, you know, I might have just did a little oopsie doop on your head, but you love me so much that you gonna come back and eventually I'm gonna get it right because you're, you're yeah. dedicated to me. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah.
3: Because
6: you can. I mean, but I that, 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 that said a lot to me when he said that.
2: That said a right, lot to me. Right. I was like, wow. That's wonderful. You come and pay this individual
3: right. to cut
2: your hair, and you know that there's two other barbers in the shop that would give you a better haircut. Right.
0: Because right. it's
2: not always about the haircut, you know. It's, it's about that personality, you know, how you can talk to that person, how you can connect to that person. You it's know, some person just, they just feel that energy. They just might feel that energy from you. Hey, and, and that's a, and, wonder, and, that's a and, wonderful and, and, thing. Yeah. And it's about relationships. It's, it's about the relationships that we build with our right. clients. Right,
3: so,
6: right, right,
2: yeah, right. Let's let see. I, I, I still got somebody on here from the five three zero that's been waiting. We gonna see if they if they want to join in here. You on the barbers on with your man, red? Who we got on the line from the five three zero?
1: This is Steve Gonzalez. How you guys doing? What's I going on, you? sir? Good.
2: Welcome Too to much, the uh, barber zone. I, let us know where you at, where you cutting that, and then tap into this tap into this topic. We're talking about duties of shop owners.
1: I work at a uppercut barber shop in Marysville, California. Um I just recently joined in with this team over here. I had managed a couple uh a shops previous to that. And yeah, it's it's no joke, man. There's a lot of things that customers and other barbers don't realize, you know, even though I didn't own the shop, I, I had all the responsibility on my back to have to maintain it and keep people coming and keep them happy and make sure that there, there wasn't a complaint on their mind, you know, and like, like you said, a lot of, a lot of customers are like, oh, you don't have no boss, man. It's the best schedule ever. And the, the, the young barbers coming out of school, they they say the same thing. You know, I, I got into this business because I'm my own boss and, you know they they show up, you know, twelve o'clock, one o'clock on a Friday, Saturday, and
3: then uh, 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 that kills no, you
1: that. me. You know what I mean? Because it's like oh, the, those man. are those are those are the money days right there. Fridays and Saturdays. That's when everybody's lining up. Oh you know what man! You know what man.
3: Mean?
6: And you know I just want to interject I'm Harvard, he in this business, and, and,
2: hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on just so what, He just brought that topic. <laughs> yeah. He just brought that thing up, young barber. <laughs> you gotta realize. I I don't know if you was taught this when you was young or whatever, but the early bird gets the worm. The early barber, yeah. the early, con- yeah. early consistent barber builds the clientele. That's you right. You can't come in. You can't come in to work. Well, first of all, a lot of people think because you're a barber, because you're your own quote unquote boss, you set your own schedule that you work less hours than a regular 40-hour work week individual. Uh-huh. No, you got it twisted. If you have to work harder, you have to be at the shop longer. You yeah. just have some freedoms maybe during the daytime to leave an hour or two hours. You can leave and, and move things around, but you have to put in more time than yep. anybody. So coming and then, in the and shop then leave it. at 11 o'clock, on a Saturday, the shop's been open since seven. Some shops may have been open since six. You'd have missed four or five good hours.
1: Yeah. And then leaving an hour,
2: 150 hours already before you even walked in the door, and now you want, and now you, you walking and talking about who's next. Nobody is guys that do, for
1: you. The, the guys that do want to leave an hour or two. That's even pushing it on a Friday and Saturday. They really better have something serious going on to leave that. Oh, that Friday and Saturday. No.
2: Lock and low, man. Lock and low. Yeah. So,
1: and and if you're a, a new barber, you need to you need to be there the first one and the last one to leave. That way customers get used to your face because like I tell any new barber that works with me, I'm like, Look, this is your time where you gotta prove yourself. If one of our customers are our usual I, I don't like to consider customers as my customers because the way I look in our shop we're a collaborated group. We're we're here to right. provide a service and give the best haircut possible. Our mm-hmm. our goal at our shop is no matter what chair you sit in, you're going to get a flawless haircut. That's our goal. You know what I mean? Exactly, but exactly. I tell the new barbers, I tell them, bro, they sit in your seat. You give them the best haircut possible because not only is the customer in your seat paying attention to the work you're doing, but so are the people waiting. And those people waiting might be like, you know what? I'm gonna wait for this guy. I'm gonna wait for this guy. But if if you prove to, your, to these customers watching that you can give a good haircut, they might be in their head thinking, well, damn, I was going to wait on Steve, but I'm going to go ahead and jump in this guy's seat. I got somewhere I got to be today. So I tell them, whenever you're cutting somebody's hair, cut their hair like you're trying to earn their business, you know. Right. And then with that, that and I,
6: wanna, I just want to interject <laughs> if I can, and with my With that being said, also, too, like, if you have that kind of a team, also there should be somebody that supervises the floor, which is absolutely, when I came up, learning how to barber. I would have master barbers come to me and, and see me. You know, a lot of times barbers will look and say, oh, yeah, well, he ain't do the lineup right. Don't don't be too above, above yourself to, to go, go help your coworker or, or help somebody that's with on your team and say, let me show you this little thing, even if, on that customer's hair, because they will appreciate that and know that, oh, yeah. listen, I've seen some, you know, these people see my hair getting kind of a little bit jacked up, but nobody came to the rescue. That's how you know yeah. you got a strong squad that you can go over to yeah. one of your coworkers or one of your, you know, somebody that's on your team and say, "Listen, before you make that mistake, let me show you something." And the next time, the person will come back and somebody else sees that and knows that no matter what goes down in here, there's going to be somebody who's going to oversee and make sure that this is going to be the best haircut possible because everybody correct. don't know everything it
2: this, and, and, and see, this, this what they don't, this what they don't realize is. If you put out that bad haircut or you get that good service, that looks bad on the shop, not just that individual barber. Because yep. they're yep. going to ask you, where did you get your haircut? I got my yep. haircut at the barber's And if, if it's something exactly. negative or something derogatory that comes after that comment, you'll lose clients.
1: Yeah, it's harder to gain right. gang
2: client than it is to lose clients. All you need is one bad thing said by one, one you know, connected individual and hey. <laughs> it's hope.
1: That's right. Oh, yeah. And, you know, to to add to that is that no matter if, there, let's say there's four barbers in the shop, let, you, you could have three awesome top-of-the-line barbers cutting right next to the bad barber, but instead of that customer saying, you know what, fine, I got a bad haircut this time. Next time I'm going to go ahead and try these other guys. It doesn't happen that way. Most of the time if they get a bad haircut, they're just not going to come back. You know? mm-hmm. And that's when it
6: comes in with the teamwork. You do, you you groom your barber as they're learning because you know exactly. you know it's like saying like this. Um, you go to you go to barber school and learn what you learn, but you really don't get the experience until you step put into a shop. Hold oh, no. on. Oh no,
2: not at all. You don't you don't learn until you get in the shop. That, that, until that, you get into that, you the shop, that's where you get the you don't the real learn you, just, you learn the technical. Yeah, yeah, you get book knowledge. You get. You get book knowledge in school. That's it. You get real-life experience in the shop.
1: Real yeah, that's yeah, they're just training you to pass the state board. That's all they're doing in school. They're not teaching you how, well, to, how to... Okay, that's
2: what, I, that's what I tell young barbers all the time. The only thing that the barber school does is make sure that you're able to pass your state board test. After yep. you pass your state board test, they could care less whether you do a quality haircut ever again in your career. Yep, their their job is done. That's that's what they do. That's it. Well, I learned this in school, man. Hey, I tell a lot of barbers. Forget what you learned in school. <laughs> forget what you yeah. learned in school, and 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 let's go with real life. But you
3: know,
2: yeah. if you saw the topic of the show, I got another question. Do.
6: And that and that eliminates a whole lot of stuff from you know, and it goes back to what you were saying, and also just like I said, being a team and 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 and, and not only saying you know once you take the sensationalism out of being a barber and get back to the one on one principles of it, and this is real life, then the young barbers that come in they're not so hot headed, they're not so hot dog because they have to be humble to come into a shop where you got four or five people that cut and got twenty people waiting on them. They have to come up in the ranks. And there's, some, there's something to be said about that, you know. And that's the stuff oh, yeah. that the young cats don't know now. The young barbers don't know now. They they thinking about the money right here, right now. And that goes to the the, the way the social media looks at everything. Um, I was looking at something one day, and I seen these barbers that could do all these uh, fancy lines and designs and put color on the hair and do all of that. But that doesn't make you a barber because you you know how to be a uh, you know how to be a show off. What about the basic yeah. skills and the basic training to know what it takes to have that work ethic? If you don't exactly. have that, you're not <laughs> never gonna make it in this industry. Never. That's just about. Oh because yeah,
2: right? what cause what, cause what happened is you only, you'll only be able to get individuals in your chair that that want designs and things, but people that yeah. want right regular haircuts they won't sit in your chair. But y'all, we are gonna switch it up a little bit because I, I had a second part to that to that uh, to today's topic. The other part is do non barbers make good shop owners? We got we got some more individuals on the line, so we we right here in the barber zone with your man Chavez moment. The number is three four seven six three seven three eight five zero. We just got done talking about few duties of shop owners. And now we're about to switch it a little bit and ask the question Do non barbers Make good shop owners. We just had we just had an education here in Columbus where it was a brother non barber opened the shop was working in the shop and the state board came in and busted it. Wow!
3: Because,
2: because the first thing you don't he didn't have a license display, but here's what I, here, here, here's how he reacted. He got mad at his other barbers and stylists and said, Y'all busted on me. Who told on me? And he fired a couple of people because he believed that they told on him that he didn't have a license when the state board walked in on him while he was cutting and he didn't have a license to slay. Wow. Not just not just the barber <coughs> inspector, y'all. We here in Columbus, Ohio. The director, the head of the state of Ohio barber board walked into his shop. Wow. Uh, wow. And this dude got upset and said that somebody told him, that his barber's told him. No. The inspector, probably what happened is the inspector came in one day while you were not there and realized you didn't have a license on your station, and then he brought Mr. Warner
3: back. <laughs> yeah. So, so, y'all, the question is: Do non-shop owners?
2: I mean, do non-barbers make good shop owners? I mean, that's something. I, 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 I just want to, you know, I just want to know y'all, you answer to that. But before what, we move
5: what?
2: on, I got, I got, I got, I got, I got a caller that just tapped onto the line where well, they've been here for a minute. They just pressed the 1, I guess, when they saw me go into this topic. And we're going to bring them on the line real quick, and then we're going to talk about this for the next 15 minutes. So we have about 15 minutes left in the show. But we're going to talk about that and see what kind of response. We might have to go into this next week. But calling from the 330. <laughs> Welcome to the Barber's Lowe. Calling so, from uh, the
1: 330. Yo. Yo, 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 what up?
2: Yes, yeah, sir, who's this? Who is this? This is Keelan. What's going on, good brother? I knew the 330. Uh, yes. I just didn't know the rest of the numbers.
5: <laughs> yes, sir. We're just chilling. Welcome
2: just to, just to chilling. the show, man. Welcome to the show. Hey, tap into this topic, man. Answer that question for me. Let let me know how you feel on that one.
5: Oh, you already know, indeed, I tapped in just because of that subject. <laughs> First off, me and you was down there in the office with the head director the one day when they was going to bust people so it ain't like it ain't like people <laughs> telling on people in the shop. They know. They know, period, point blank. They waiting for somebody to violate that situation and be in the shop without a license. So hey, we, it, was like, it was like a stakeout. Hey, <laughs> I'm laughing
2: like this because that is right. Then Kaylee came here to Columbus, and we went to go see Mr. Water, and we was sitting there, and, and one of the actors got done doing what he was doing, and just like the police, he said, "Hey, you gonna meet me over there?" He said, "Yeah, I'm gonna meet you over there." We gonna shut him down? Yep, we gonna shut him down. <laughs> right there, we heard it. <laughs> right in so, there.
3: So you know no, no. you
5: know that's that's great. That's you shouldn't be in the shop. I dislike it at all for somebody to own the shop and not have a license. First off, it's not genuine and it makes me feel myself like you just using it as a front. Secondly, I'm gonna tell you this story real quick about a barber school. Went to a barber school when we was having a hair battle tour, right? Went in there to talk to the students, try to get students students' pictures and stuff, they didn't allow me to do it. They said the school wouldn't allow it.
3: So I'm like, mm. okay.
5: So I talked to the director. I go outside to talk to the director. He's like, man, you know, school ain't going to allow it, but I love the enthusiasm behind it. Some of these students are great. They got so much passion for it. And he said, you know what? I never cut a head in my life, but I can see the passion. I was like, what? I stopped, I stopped him right there and was like, you never did what?
0: How how how
5: do you uh, How do, are you a director of a barber school and you never cut a head in your life? How does that happen? Because
2: because
3: wow. he went to business school
2: and, had, and got a degree in business. Because, because the owner because the owner of the barber school here is not a barber. He's never cut a head. Yeah, that's,
5: never, that's ever Marcus. ever 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 cut a head. But that's bogus to me though. Because all you see is money, you don't see the the, the time and the passion we putting into this. For those of us who love it, and uh, you see us as as, as just passing through as money, your 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 millionaire spots. It's seventeen grand to go to school here, so all, that's all you see us at.
2: Uh, exactly, it's like that here now. It's it's, it's thirteen thousand. When I went, it was only six. Well, I'm sorry, it's fifteen thousand now. Right. And there's and there's more students and, and the school is overloaded with students, so they're not even learning any
5: right.
2: a, a portion of what we learn. So right. Do, do, do we have any, We got anybody else on the line that want to tap into this? How y'all feel about non barbers? Are they are they good shop owners? Have you ever had an experience with a a, a, a non barber shop owner? I
6: think are that they, well. Me in my instance, I, I, I um when I came up in the ranks and this is I I came up in the ranks and um
0: I had to learn my
6: protocol so when I opened up my first shop, um, I did it with a partner. He wasn't a, he didn't have any time he didn't know anything about cutting hair. But I tell you what, like the brother was saying, going the the people that just have business licenses and, you know, they just go for the million dollars and stuff like that. It's like uh when I left New York and went to Jersey and I had my Barbering license they had did away with the barbering License in Jersey so I had to go to hair school And learn how to do curler sets and roller Sets and all kind of stuff It was kind of like for me It was kind of like for me I want to be a doctor But I'm going to law school so they had Nothing to do with what I was trying to do You know what I mean I paid almost $20,000 In New Jersey Jersey, Go to Natural Motions and I want to be a doctor You teaching me how to be a lawyer you know, wow. so if I didn't have the experience already, I wouldn't know how to deal with you know what the ins and outs are and um, knowing what's a good cut from a bad. The only thing I know how to do is count the tickets up at the end of the day. Thanks. I don't think that anybody. if you, if you would, That's like saying, listen, I studied the books on how to be a heart surgeon, but did I ever do an operation? I might kill somebody.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I
6: mean? They might be dead. If you give me the scalpel, I might take your lung out instead of a heart. You know, it's kind of like that kind of a thing. But if you want to have any kind of business, you got to know something about it. You least got to have your hands in it. I don't care what it is, right. especially when it comes to this because you know people are looking at it now like like you said, running down. Because let me tell you how let me tell you how the state board treats our business as as far as being barbers. They treat it like dudes on the block getting free money. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of shops. There's a lot of shops that the people come in, they just pay their little booth rent or whatever, and they might be, you know, the, the baddest barber on the block or whatever. They got all the clientele. But the owner's only looking at the money, but not how the whole system works as far as how you set your business up. But unless you have went through the ranks and know how to be a barber and know how to run that this particular business, this is a particular business, this ain't just, you know, yo, I made, I made 500 today, yo. That's what's up. And then tomorrow you don't come in because you're picking your money up all night long. But <laughs> when it comes to not being a non-owner, not having any experience, my personal opinion, no, you can't. You have to have your hands. You got to know what it is. When you see somebody um, not getting a good haircut, you have to be able to identify that. Now, whether you just say you're not going to be on the floor, you're not going to cut no hair, but you're taking the business aspect of it, you still uh-huh. need to know your craft and your trade to be able to run That's that. Right.
5: Exactly. you, know, That's
6: you right. exactly. have that. Now exactly. I just sit in the back room, of my office and just chill and make sure my barbers are doing what they're supposed to do, but at any time I need to come out there and check the situation, I need to know what I'm talking about so that they know, that I know what they know plus more because I'm – I'm the CEO, and they coming up in my business and our business as a team. So I can't respect them. Right. They telling me something, and they might be saying it's apples, and I think it's pears. You know, it don't match up.
2: It don't match up, but you, but 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 you already have been there and done that. You know, right? And that's the problem. Non barbers don't know the things that we go through. I've heard cases exactly. where where, where, where non barbers have had a shop. And their hours are from nine to seven, and they want everybody up the shop by seven o'clock. And if you're if you're there later than seven, you get a fine. No, unless, I don't understand unless you that. Unless you've through
3: that,
6: you don't understand the principle. Unless you yeah, live that life, you don't understand it.
2: Yeah, cause, cause, because got all of all of us try to close at at leave at seven, but we get that client, you know, we get that 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 client we've had fifty five. Yeah. Six fifty-five, right. and and bro, I gotta be at this banquet at eight o'clock, bro. Can you cut me? But, you that know, you're ready
6: go. Barbers, oh, but that's, but, what, that's but, what comes with the That's what that's what comes to barbers coming together and really changing the state board rules because there's a lot of people that sit on the state board that are. Um, I'll give you an example in Jersey. The state, the whole state board, they were like in, and I said in on a state board meeting because we were trying to bring back the barbering license to the state of New Jersey because when I moved to New Jersey, I had had my New York license. And when Mm -hmm. I got to Jersey, they didn't even honor it. They told me I had to go to hair school. And I said, I'm not trying to do no fingernails and toenails and put Mm curls and mm crumbs and mm -hmm. do all that kind of stuff. I'm a barber. This is what I do. This is 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 my trade. You know? But but
2: one thing thing here, here in Ohio, one thing here in Ohio and I just found this out from having an instance like me and Keelan had down there with Mr. Warner. Right. That in right. the state of Ohio now, if you're not a licensed barber, you can't open a shop. And I sat there with Mr. Warner one day when a guy put in an application for a shop and he had to call and deny him because he, first, he, he wasn't a barber. But there are, I mean, there are some, some rare instances where you can. But now they go through it and. a a, a detailed, intensive background check if you're not a barber. And he went through the detective detective guy's criminal record. And when I say intensive, I'm not just talking about the the, the Franklin County or the state of Ohio. He did the whole U.S. full-blown investigation on this guy and filed some things that he didn't like on him and simply called him and told him he would not be able to open up a barbershop because he does not have a license, and they just he was like the first person that it affected. <laughs> yeah, so it, 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 it is like that now.
5: So That's a beautiful thing.
2: That, that in the state of Ohio, you must have a valid, let me say it again, a valid barber license.
6: And the reason so why I feel it. like they do that is because we, I mean, the barber game that got so watered down, like I said originally, that work ethic, and we don't let it get watered down to the point where, you have people opening up shops. Dudes just coming home. They might have been cutting, you know, on D block sale. They nice. Uh-huh. They come through, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, now he cutting hair with all the boys in there going to the bathroom, passing them a little something. You know, it's a, it's a money game. It's a money thing. Absolutely. So, so when yeah. they run down on, on on our business, it's because they see it's like, listen, they have a legal business, and there's people that can open up a shop that's not owners. I mean, that's not barbers, but they opened up a shop and they had these dudes come through. They could cut hair. You know, they might be decent. Maybe they're not all of that. And they didn't come up with the real ethics of being a barber. They don't know the history. They don't know nothing. They just know they got yeah. clippers. They got a couple of pair of well, clippers, and a couple of guards, and they make it happen. They go to go, that's it, with a sharp edge up, maybe throw a little razor on them. You know what I mean? Exactly.
3: Exactly. And
6: they get money hand over fist, but the state can't regulate it. So now, guess what? Oh yeah, hey,
2: it's you. a lot. Of, it's a lot of states going through that now. It's a lot of states going through where they like Indiana just went through it, where they got rid of they were looking to get rid of barbering and cosmetology licensing in the state of Indiana. So that's That's right. a whole nother one. Hey, anybody else on here got got something to say about this nine barbers? Open the shop cause we got we got a few more minutes and we are gonna get up out here. But anybody right else got something to say? Yeah, I, I, I think I think a non-barber shouldn't open up a shop because a lot of these a lot of these cats coming out here they hustlers and the bottom line a hustler all he care about is money. You know, right. and 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 this is a profession. This is this is not just a hustle. You know, Thank and you sir. can't treat you can't treat it as a hustle.
0: You Thank know, this, you, sir. this thing
2: has a long history way back to you know to slavery times. You understand what yeah. I'm saying? So evil, <laughs> let's take it back, to commit evil times way back from go. the beginning. No doubt, no doubt. Left, no way
5: doubt. back, no doubt. Let, let me let me tap on the what my man was just about to say about that slavery stuff real quick, just to let y'all know. Because I like what he said. Everybody on this line need to go find a book called The Knights of the Razor. I got it. Let I
2: know it. I know exactly that. that's the best book exactly, I've ever read. Right, right,
5: right. Please read it. Please continue to read it. That is a beautiful book.
2: Hey, text me. Hey, Kevin, hey, hey, when we get off here, or when you can't, text me that, that book. Man, I, I'm going to go get that.
5: And it's gonna, I sure will. And it's going to give you the history of U.S. barbers and tell you about these politics, about these state laws and state barber boards. It's a beautiful thing. What's it
1: called? Knights no 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 of I mean, it's
5: going to give you the
2: history, it's going to tell you how. Black barbers started the first uh uh insurance companies. You yes, know, sir. Black Barbers was the was the first Republicans. Yes, sir. Know, I mean
5: because black My barbers man. you
2: know, they, they was cutting white people up in Boston and places like that.
5: The big and they, they
2: owned shops and they couldn't even
6: indulge in the conversations going on in their shops. Right. You understand know yeah. what I'm saying? Because
2: black they were night. all
6: white customers.
2: They was all white customers. Hey, that's big. That's
5: yeah. big Read it. There.
2: Hey, so you said nights like K N I G H T S right. Right,
5: right. Nights, yeah, Like right. The round, like round table nights. Like nights yeah.
6: at the round table. Yeah. And for all okay. shop owners, I would like to say, listen, if you got a shop, if you don't, if you if you if you, if you're even in the if you're in the shop ownership, make sure that any new barber, even if you're barbers, have a time for education month. You know, you sit down once a month. Business meet, meetings amongst your staff is very important. And, 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 and that kind of information right there is something that you should have some kind of literature or some kind of pamphlet or, you know, Xerox it and copy it and put a copy on each one of your barber station and let them read that. You know what That's I mean? Because right. they'll be so surprised at how much they don't know. So when they're real hot-headed, understand from whence you came so you can understand right. what you're doing. Because once you take it down to just being, I'm the barber on the block, and you don't have no kind of etiquette about what you do. So you don't appreciate um, the, the, dig- the dignity of your craft, then you lose it. And that's where shop owners lose it at. That's where the customers lose it at because you've got to have that integrity. But integrity only comes through education. That's the bottom line.
1: Yeah. That's right, right. Uh, I, I This is Steve from uh, Upper Tuts again. Uh, I have a, a good example of a non-barber being a shop owner. The, the last shop I worked at, it was a good concept. We're a barber shop inside of a gym. You know, everybody loved the idea and everything, but my boss, he tried to keep it. I don't want to say too structured. You know what I mean, but it didn't have that barbershop shop feel. Uh, right. For the first, for the first few months, he wanted to keep it so clean and so plain. It, it looked like a doctor's office. You know, what I mean, people looked like they felt comfortable in the shop. You know, and uh, I had explained to, explain to him, I said, barbershops aren't like this, man. Barbershops have character. You know, so you'll have customers make things that they think the barber will value and appreciate, and you just hang it up on the wall because it's just anything goes in the barbershop, damn near, you know? So
0: uh, sure.
1: That's an example yeah. of barbers, non barbers, you know.
2: So, right, what, right. so, He's a so, traditional. so what did he do? Did he did, did he up a little bit? Did he not? Did he stick
1: to a gun? I mean, what did he do? No, he loosen he loosened up, you know what I mean, and he, he started letting me do whatever I wanted and, and everybody noticed. Once once I started making it feel like more like a barber shop, everybody loved it. You know, but the thing is, even though the concept was a great idea, you know, when people go to the gym, they they go to the gym with usually a set amount of time, enough time to get a workout in. Or you know if if it fits to where they could get that haircut and not not hold up their tight schedule that they're trying to work in, then it would work. You know Fridays and Saturdays I'd always be slammed because I, every, I already had a, a set clientele. But during the week, you know, like I said, people are either going to the gym before work or right after work or, or before they pick up their kids. So it was it was tough to build like a real strong clientele just because it never had the history of ever being a barbershop. You know, in the shop that I just moved to, uh, I don't have the responsibility of being a shop manager or anything anymore. But the thing is, this barbershop's been a shop since, like, the early 50s. So that, that shop is oh. state-packed. You know what I mean? It's super busy all the time.
2: You got traditions. You, know, you, 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 you got three or four generations coming through your shop.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Oh, you know, what we, have, we have customers that come in telling us about when they, they first opened. You know what I mean? It was an old Asian barber in downtown historic Marysville. And there was just like a lot of underground roads and stuff that people didn't even know about. And, you know, just like ghost town stories and stuff, you know. And uh, it's it's just it's an awesome feeling there. You know, there's four of us. And our main concern is, is getting people served in and out. It isn't so much this is my clientele and that's your clientele. Our main purpose is everybody getting the best work we can in a reasonable amount of time. That way people aren't wasting their day away just sitting in a shop, you know what I mean? Hey, man, hey, y'all. He just, he, he just gave us
2: the keys to a successful barbershop, man. Right there. He just he, he just summed it up right
5: there.
2: Yeah,
3: he did. I
6: need to ask people that come through, that, anybody that you hire that's coming under your wing or being in the establishment, what's the definition? What's your definition of a barber? What does it really mean to you? And I promise you, you can weed out a whole lot of nonsense.
5: <laughs> Quick.
6: Because if they can't tell you what it really means, that means they're not really well, dedicated. Well, That's just hit hands down. What's your definition of a barber? Oh, to get money, to do whatever. Then you don't you don't even need to come here because you ain't part of the real deal. Yeah.
2: Damn. Hey anybody, anybody that knows me and knows anybody that works in my shop, one thing you gotta do, you gotta connect with the community. We gonna right. do some, we gonna do some community serving. It's like anybody listening to this stop, and I mean to this show, and you are in the Columbus, Ohio area, and I got I got one of my barbers right here from the six one four. I know he listening to the show. He ain't ain't tap one. I know he likes to listen, but next Sunday. At New Birth Christian Ministries, if you're in Columbus, you know where that's at. That's the church i ten, From 2 to 4, we're doing free holiday haircuts for the kids. We're going to send the kids in to Christmas with good haircuts. So that's when they wonderful. open the presents, when they, nice. open presents they, can, you know, they can be feeling good because they're already crispy up. So, uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Will, I see you on the line. I was going to you about it, but since you're listening to the show, I need you. I already know you're going to be there. I know how you do. But anybody that work in my shop, no. We're going to do some community stuff. And that's
0: if you a don't,
2: and, 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 and this, is, this is a tip right here for barbers. If you don't reach back into your community and give back, they're not going to give to you. That's right. And think about and it. And if you, you don't give back them. to the individuals that give to you freely, not expecting something, but just freely. Nobody asked me to come do that. I just do it all the that's time. Right. Nobody yeah. asked me to do that. But just do it. And you'll see. And that's, things are that's, totally different, man.
6: And that's a wonderful thing. And I'm going to say this because I know you got to go, but I'm going to give you one little story that I experienced, and this is how our dedication and hard work pay off. And, and, and just being true to people, Period. You know, being true to your craft and being true to, to your passion and what you love and your gift. You know, the gift that God gave you, that you're able to do this and serve people because you never know how you make somebody's day. You know, they mm-hmm. come in look, looking at you and they say, you know, I don't know what to do with this. And, you, and then you listen to them, you give them that look that they always been wanting, always been wanting, not because you're trying to get them out of there, but because you're really trying to transform them and give them something to go with. I'm going to say mm-hmm. you good brothers on the line. I was in the barbershop, and it was late night, and I had worked all day long. It was a Saturday, and it must have been around 9 o'clock at night. The door was already locked, and I'm sitting in there doing one of my clients here who I've been doing for years, and um, we just talking about life and being mothers and all of that, and the lady knocked on the door, and um, I was tired, and I go to the door. She said, listen, ma'am, I've been to, like, five barbershops, and, no one would cut my son's hair. And he was like a little special needs kid. And she said, listen, he just need his hair taken off. We've been all around the place. And um, my first mom said, Aisha, you tired. You don't feel like doing no more hair. I said, listen, man, bring him back in half an hour. I'll take care of that for you. And this goes to testimony. You have to go above and beyond. And these are, this is who we are as barbers, as real barbers, people who mm-hmm. love what we do. She brought the boy back in a half an hour. Um, I put the boy in the chair and I cut, her head, cut his hair, and me and my uh, other client were still talking about life issues and things. And the lady said to me, I think I was having an issue with, with my rent or something, and me and my girlfriend talking about supplying a mine for years, so we're just talking and we the only two people in the shop and her and her son. She said, Miss, how much is your rent? I don't know her from, I didn't know her from a can of paint. And I thought that was a real odd question for her to ask me,
3: Mm-hmm. But I'm
6: talking, and she said, okay. She said, well, how much is this haircut? I said, well, it's $15. She said, I, I got to run to the ATM. She came back. That fifteen hundred, that $15 haircut turned into an $800 haircut. She gave me $800 in my hand. What? And I what? asked her, I said, miss, and what? then not only did she do that, she put mustard seeds in my I had never seen a mustard seed in my life, even though I have the faith. Lord knows that God is everything to me. And I'm going to tell you why we so special. She wow. said, the reason why I gave you this $800 is because you let me in. Everybody turned me away because they didn't have time for me, and they didn't even know my story and my situation. Mm-mm-mm. So you never know what nobody's situation is, and I didn't do it because I didn't even expect that blessing.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, but you I didn't did do it because you knew that was coming. You did that because <laughs> exactly. that's, that's, that's the person you are.
6: And so wow. when you take the person you are and you go into and, and you're working for an establishment and you want to show people the best that you are, things that you never dreamed of come out of this thing called being a barber because that bar the, the biggest part about being a barber is your work ethic and having compassion for people and knowing how to deal with people. I learned this a long time ago and this is for everybody that owns the shop. There's a couple of things that you never let to be a topic of conversation in the barber shop. Politics Race, people's sexuality, and what kind of money they make. Those type away um, clients all the time.
5: Uh, Keep it real oh,
6: professional. Yeah. To have a certain protocol, and I was so blessed that day, and I forget that, and it made me real proud and honored for the 20 years plus that I've been cutting here That those kind of blessings come along just for me being professional and being who I am, you know. And this has been real wonderful to talk to you, good brothers on the line, because this this is phenomenal. And I support I support what you're doing. And uh, all right. just keep it going, good brother, because I'm, I'm definitely definitely a fan and definitely a fan of this kind of conversation and definitely a real-life uh, person of the arts and the craft of, of, of being a professional barber.
2: Hey, I, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Hey, y'all, that's what it's yeah. all about right there. That's true. That's a great way. I mean, and, and that's a good way to end the show, but that's what it's all about right there. That's the whole situation right there. It's that's the story, the she did it. Week right there. That's, that, that's right there. So, hey, y'all, w- w- what I want y'all to do is jump on the slash the, uh, Barberzone. Become a friend of the show. So, you'll see when I put the post out there about the new shows and what's going on. But also, hit us up on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Check out the official Barberzone website, which is barberzone.org. But y'all, I appreciate y'all. On this hour and some change, we went over a little bit, but hey, who cares? That's what we do? We was having fun, we were sharing good stories, and hopefully we was educating some people. so hey, y'all, I appreciate y'all y'all taking your time out and and sharing your knowledge and experiences, and you know because this this said, hopefully we we made somebody else's career better. Somebody gonna go into the shop tomorrow with a different attitude, so y'all hey y'all, but hey, also check out. Barberzone.org, we got some things about to pop off, man. Hit us up. So, hey, we out of here. And as we say, come get your head right. That's the model for y'all that don't know. That's the model in the shop. Come get your head right. Hey, until next week, this your man, Chavez. Hey, you've been at the Barberzone.
0: We out. As we Get tight. Get tight. Get tight. Who cut ya? We separate ourselves from their mother Barbers think they sweet in these CO streets Come on suckers, man your razor game's weak I shouldn't see blood trickling down his cheek 3719 South High Street Come get your head right, these barbers are trying to eat it's Just ask the top when you call the shop We get all the kids fresh, even mom and pop how much they charge for that cut? A quarter, man, you barber better off if Nikki D's taking orders. Old school, new school, need a cut, yo. No burn, baby, burn, we got that cool touch, bro. Let me tighten up that hawk and shape up the throw. One of the coldest in the O, in case you didn't know, here we go. Tons your RTs in the place. Messing with them butchers, it ain't safe. They'll make your skin taste. Rashes on the masses, bumps from dirty razors. Man, them clients hate ya. Cool, Rizzy, Blazehead, Snuff said Barbers mad cause they play game's dead I got one in the chair, but you next in high Man, I cut the whole city, I'm out here on my grind And I'm one of O-State's finest You rewind this, BZ's behind I'm this BZ, B-Z, B-Z, B-Z. Get, get cut, get Southside, South South Get right, get right C-O, BZ Oh wait, oh wait, oh wait oh, get, oh, tight. get tight, get tight, tight oh, I put out the cuts that excites